Ice tea. Go a cappella. Now I'm on the West Coast, relaxing and chill, living on the mead streets of Beverly Hill. I have I love it. you way better than a lot of rappers that are making yes. records right now. She is Olivia Munn. Drop my name as much as you can. By the way, say. I am a first class name dropper. The great legendary John Madden, and then on the phone, Steve Marriott. She's. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's the thing. You watch a guy. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're playing this. Mooch, how did you sniff that out so quickly? I I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. You ask, and now you have received. That is a new open to the Rich Eisen Podcast. Welcome. To Thank this you. program, Chris Brockman giving Chris Law a round of applause well because done, Law. it has finally come down. The tyranny of their previous open that was about eight months old is now <laughs> over. The reign of terror. Although people have an issue with change, uh, I saw some tweets this week that uh, that that open, the old open, they didn't want it to go. I know, I know. They, you know, there's there's uh, two sides to every story, Rich. You got to keep uh, it fresh. I, I don't mind. I'd like to have it changed it every week. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to have it changed every week. Every week, yeah. If I can get a meeting knocked off my calendar every every week, probably <laughs> find time. To we do need it. to meet about that. Welcome to this show, which is uh, again a, a fresh new open, and we always appreciate the feedback from you, our loyal listeners or our new listeners. We always want to hear from you, either on the blog page at richeisen.nfl.com or on our iTunes page, where I think last week we got a few long. Uh, a lot of new comments. A lot of new, lot comments. Of new comments, which we appreciate. Keep we, them coming. Even if they're negative, they're right. less appreciated than the positive ones, but uh, they are what they are, As uh, I guess as the distant cousin of it is what it is. And uh, this week's uh, a two-podcast week, one before the July 4th holiday and then one on July 4th. This one is the pre-July 4th edition of the podcast. Very funny man, Anthony Jeselnik, is here on the show. Um, he is a comedian. He is a comedian that has been a breakout star of the last two Comedy Central roasts, the ones of Donald Trump and Charlie Sheen. Roseanne Barr is hosting, is the uh, is the roastee of the next Comedy Central roast that wow. is being taped, I believe, uh, on Hall of Fame weekend. So, uh, sadly, we'll not be able to attend that one. A lot of material there. Uh, and Anthony Jeselnik is a guy that does not have a filter, does not have a conscience. I'd say ruthless. The things that he says are wrong. I mean, just imagine what he's going to say for Roseanne. Well, uh, you know, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, Jane Lynch is going to be the roast ma- mistress, I guess is the way to put it. She's not the roast master. Jane Lynch My of wife Glee. Nice. adores her. She's hilarious. Women love her, I think. Well, uh, guys, too. I mean, any, any, you know, what she was in the Forty Year Old Virgin. Because yep. she's so quick. All like, of those you know, Apatow movies. She was also she's uh, been awesome. Charlie Sheen's therapist on Two and a Half Men back in the day. She's funny. She's going to be the, I guess, roast mistress for this uh, for Roseanne Barr. And Jezelnik is, uh, a, a, to me, he he's in the lineup now. Yeah. He's, he's the, in the lineup. He's 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 not just penciled in. He's penned in. For any roast lineup on Comedy Central, as far as I'm concerned. And he's a big Pittsburgh Steeler fan. He's friends with our Greg Rosenthal at NFL Media. Yes. And um, he is on this podcast. Later on this week, the host of the ESPYs, Rob Riggle. Nice. Is on uh, this podcast Maybe as well. Maybe he can uh, bring your invite. 
Maybe he can. We'll, we'll talk about a, that. We put a little bit of a bloodless coup to get him on, right? And ESPN. I don't know if it's. I don't know if we call it a bloodless coup. Stuff. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure Simmons will get him, <laughs> if not already. I'm sure Simmons will get him for his podcast. Not a bloodless coup. Rob's been on this show before. Before no, no. way before he was associated with the worldwide leader in sports. But you know, the week before a huge event to mm-hmm. have him come. The on. fact that he's on this podcast first. Here, I don't know. I'm not making any hay of that. Don't win. spike the football, as they say, no, act in like the political you've been there arena. Before. Act like you've been there no, before. We're not spiking the football. Don't don't rub it in the face of... Uh, no. Oh. Come on. Rob Riggles later this week. Anthony Jeselnik is this week. So, uh, Question, any, any issue with me using your Olivia Munn um, soundbite in the th- open? That you, that, you, <laughs> that you use me saying that I'm a first-class name dropper? clearly states that you're a first-class name dropper. <laughs> By the way, a lot of people on the iTunes comments I know. commenting on the name dropper. Yeah. They, wanna, they say keep it up. Keep up the name dropper. Keep it up. Why well, not? in that respect, let me, let me tell you about what I did. No, I'm missing. Well, your wife told me who you had dinner with last week. Who do we have? Who a very handsome man, Matt Hasselbeck. Oh, Yes, Matthew is in town. Also known as Chris, uh, Chris's doppelganger here. Well, he's funny. Love that guy. Uh, what else is going on? Anything we need to hit right now? Nothing. Nothing. Sort of a quiet week. Nothing. We're going to apologize quiet in week. advance if you're offended by any of Anthony yeah. Johnson's comments. <laughs> okay, he's, that's a good idea. That's a sort of a disclaimer. Look, he's a comedian. He's a funny guy. I'm sure we're going to have some interesting stuff come up. But uh, he, he's all in it for the laugh, and we, we, we love yeah, that. Yeah, that's so true. He's, that. he's all about the comedy, so. Okay. Yeah, I think that's sort of a running theme with him and Riggle. Yeah. Because Riggle, I mean, if you remember his uh, his Comedy Central days on The Daily Show, the things he would do, it was just, it was insane. Insane, the things he would pull off and, and the situations he would put himself in. But yes, I guess that's the disclaimer. It's uh, our first ever disclaimer. That we've had? <laughs> okay, here he is now. Uh, Anthony Jeselnik on the Rich Eisen podcast. A new star on the Comedy Central roasts. You enjoyed his work roasting Donald Trump and Charlie Sheen. You can also go to his website, www.anthonyjeselnik.com. Follow him on Twitter as well. And thrilled to have him here oh, on the Rich Eisen podcast. Big Steeler fan as well, Anthony Jeselnik. Hard, How die. are you? Oh, thank die you. Hard. You refer to yourself as Die Hard. Everyone in Pittsburgh is. You kind of have to be. Yeah. Otherwise, you're evicted. What happens? You, you I don't have know. Your, your the, card revoked? You know, it's never come up. No one. Has ever, no one has ever rejected the Steelers at all. It's it's they're they're big time. Is there is is there somebody who's born and raised from Pittsburgh who who is a Cleveland fan is a Raven fan? Does that person actually? It exist? happens. And it's always like the kid who like doesn't really just because their dad's a Steelers fan they reject it and they go the opposite way. But then that person is that person is shunned, 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 ostracized. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 a it's probably like a, a father son issue. If that exists, is basically what sure, you're saying. Sure, sure. A lot of father-son issues in Pittsburgh, for sure. In other words, uh, I'm, I'm also trying to follow your logic here. Therapy would be required. It, that no, somebody think, needs. Th- it, it, this could be worked through therapeutically. I, I would say therapy should be required, but they don't. I don't think they, anyone in Pittsburgh does therapy either. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't have There's it. not a yeah. single therapist in in Pittsburgh, I, Pennsylvania. I, I, I would mean, believe it if someone told me that. I would believe it. <laughs> I would totally agree. You'd have to let your fingers do the walk-in and into like New York State to you, find a therapist. You just have to deal with it. You just have to stay put and deal with it. Oh my God! Internalize yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness gracious! So, I guess so. Your whole family are 
Steeler fans then. The yeah. whole the whole thing, generations of Steeler fans from just my, my family was the first generation in Pittsburgh. You know, people were around Pennsylvania a little bit, but uh, we're the first in there. So we don't. Really, our grandparents don't really care, and some of them are dead. But uh, but uh, but my <laughs> I don't family, mean to laugh about that. By the way, <laughs> it's all right. That, that I'm, just I'm, I, for some reason that struck me as funny, and I think that's well, I am the, hilarious. So this, that you know, yeah, I'm that was the intent. But okay, so uh, who who was your guy growing up then? Who was your Steeler? Growing up, God, you know, I loved Lewis Lips. I when I was started when I started out, like the Steelers were terrible. You know, they were in that that bad time where Lewis Lips was pretty much the only guy. Like Mark Malone was the quarterback, you know, which we all Malone. liked. We were a bad team, but in Pittsburgh, they don't really care when the team is bad. Like they love them just as much as when they're as when they're winning Super Bowls. So we still loved them, but I'd say. I always loved uh, Mike Webster. was a big guy for me. I thought he was like that, like just that uh, that paramount, you know, that amazing center. But you going, story. you going Louis Lips on me, Louis Lips on me. That's hardcore right there. Oh, totally. I mean, that's, that's some serious credibility. Yeah, that you just you just played the you just played the Louis Lips card <laughs> right here. So that's that's the end of the Knoll. Yes, just the the pre-Cower era Steelers, or is that? I'm trying to. I'm trying I think to Lips this. was gone like a year or two before Cower got in there. But okay. Yeah, yeah, that was the case. And then my my new favorite, my favorite of all time, and I'll always love him forever, Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward is my Ward. guy. Yeah. Heinz yeah. is well. I mean, he is the he is the man. Oh, totally. In, Will always be. Uh, Greg Lloyd was a big guy for me. Mm-hmm. I loved his the t-shirts he would wear. What was the one he said? You remember he had that t-shirt he would wear that said. Uh, I wasn't hired for my disposition. Yes. He had that one, and then he had real men are black. Which everyone thought was the greatest T-shirt you could you could wear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But what about Woodson? What about Rod? Rod Woodson was great, but then Rod went to the, went to Baltimore. But you know, well, he well, had, we understood, but it wasn't. It kind of like it took some thunder. Well, I think Rod, if he was here, speaking for Rod, having sure. worked with him for a few sure. years, I think he would he would he would put the onus on the Steeler organization for his departure. Yeah. I mean, he would be black and gold. Yeah. He would have, he would have been forever. Totally, but. but- I think it was more one of those uh, – the Steelers have always made great organizational decisions in terms of letting players go when they have to. Like nobody wanted to see Joey Porter go, but we all understood and that worked out great for us. Right. We would have loved to have kept Rod forever, but I think he made more money you know, going to Baltimore for sure. Do you think the Heinz Ward is that decision right now, the same decision that you're talking about? What do you mean? You about, think... about letting guys go when – Oh, yeah. I mean he would have been you know, fourth or fifth on the depth chart. Like, he would just have too many you know, young, fast receivers, and he's great, but, but you can't you know, you can't just let him in there just to you know, level linebackers every other play. You right. know, he can't play special teams at this point. But I don't I'm, think he I'm... would. No. Right. I think he probably would have if they had asked him to. He seems like a team guy. But mm-hmm. I, I, was, I, wasn't, I was sad that he retired, but I was happy that he didn't go you know, to Seattle or something and, and you know, try, to, try to plug out another year or two. Or Baltimore. You know? Yeah, that would have been that's, – That's the team for you to hate? Baltimore, definitely. Baltimore, because Cleveland used to be, but now Cleveland is so bad that oh, who cares? Way to talk smack. Yeah, I'd I have like to. That. And Cincinnati is brutal. I, I always hate Cincinnati, but Cincinnati doesn't matter to me. How so? Because they are – Cincinnati is a terrible team for the most part. Even when they, like, get good, they get good only so they can crush themselves even worse <laughs> at the end of the season. You know, they're like – just to get into the playoffs, just to be terrible is their, their favorite thing. Just like last year, in a way. Exactly. I mean, they, they made it. They yeah. made it. Three teams yeah. made it out of the – yeah, AFC. which I love. I love that because it makes North. us look tougher. Was it difficult for you to swallow to have your season ended by Tim Tebow? Brutal. I would have rather missed the playoffs than had my season ended by Tim Tebow. It's, really? Yeah, and it's not It's not the religious thing that, that bugs me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't thrill me. Uh, it's more, <laughs> it's his like, it's his happiness right. that drives me nuts. The fact that he, because I've discussed this with, with many folks here on this show, you you think that there is a darker side 
of Tebow? Is that where you're going at? That he is not that he is know. not admitting to? I don't or? think he has a darker side, and I don't like him because of that. I want people to have their darker side. That's what I like more. I don't like seeing him running around like pregame singing hymns and stuff. It's mm-hmm. just he just seems too satisfied for me. And like, so, like uh, by the darker side, you mean making Michael J. Fox jokes on Comedy Central, exactly during roasts that have nothing to do, nothing with to do Michael, with Michael J. J. Fox. Yeah, yeah. If you can bring him in, that's that's great. Where did you come up? With that one. Let's get into your that process was, here. You know, that's Anthony. funny. When I do these roasts, I always think, I'm always kind of worried that people have the same jokes as me. And then I get there and I'm sitting on the dais and people are roasting and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm a million times meaner than anyone else. <laughs> so you don't, I, I never, I never figure it out. Right. Uh, which I kind of, I like that. But that right. joke, that Michael J. Fox joke, I thought that was, I'm like, oh, someone's going to have this. Someone's going to have that. I really believe that. Wow. I really believe that. For those that. who are, because we have a lot of international listeners, for those who, who may not have heard this joke. This was at the Sheen roast or was this the this Trump Sheen roast? roast? The yeah. Sheen roast, the Charlie yeah. Sheen roast, the last roast. What was this? What was the joke? I said, uh, Charlie Sheen, how are you not grateful for everything you have right now? In fact, the only reason you got on TV in the first place is because God hates Michael J. Fox, <laughs> which was a, uh, which is sort of, I mean, it's, it's, it's wrong in sure. so many different ways, Yeah, but it's also funny in the fact that no one ever thought anybody would make a spin city reference. No. The, During the Sheen roast, yeah, I mean, of all the different shows and sh- movies that he'd been on, you went, you went Spin City, yeah. And I was, I was just happy that people went with it. You got to kind of have to, you have like the setup and the punchline for these things, and it has to be close enough that there's like a connection of electricity. You know, that people are like, oh, Spin City, they have to put it all together. Yeah, you made us go a tough. couple steps. There was exactly. some, some, there was yeah. some cognitive, um, some necessary cognitive steps that us as the as the yeah. audience member, yeah, has to, and and those those are. Probably the best ones, right? As Absolutely. opposed to the one, just the sledgehammer that you, you could you hit need over a little the head of both, off. Right. but those twists where you can't see them coming and it takes you, you're like, uh, uh, that mm. is that is the best. Now, Jeffrey Ross was on this podcast a couple of times and I asked him about you because, uh, you know, when you, the the Trump roast was your first one, yes. correct? The yeah. Trump roast. And, and when everybody sees Jeff Ross and Lisa Lampanelli and some of the other roasters, uh, the, the late Greg Giraldo. Yeah. And, uh, and then somebody that we have not seen before comes up. The pressure is on. Would totally. you not? Oh, would you not agree absolutely. on that front? Oh, a hundred percent. But it's also like an opportunity because no one knows who you are, so you can come up and just blow the place apart. You know, which I which I felt like I did. You, you know, did. Good. No, no, no. Don't, you don't have to be humble about it. You but crushed I, it. I, you destroyed the place. It was funny because I had to go after. I'm nervous, you know, and this is a huge deal for me. It just totally changed my life. And you wanted to, to go well enough. At least you get to do another one. You know, you hate to have to go in and be like, ah, it didn't work out. Right. But I had to go after the situation on the Trump roast who had just tanked so hard. I was surprised they could do the rest of the show. You know, on television, it looks <laughs> like people almost... are booing. In the room, man, it's people just screaming, get the F off the stage. And they had to take 10 minutes to settle the crowd down. No, they did not. Yes, because everyone gets so drunk. And then they were ready to hate him. They just went off on him for a while. They had so, to really like calm everybody down. And then it's like, and now Anthony Jeselnik. They had a, so basically it was the equivalent of, a, of, of putting the tarp out on the field, sort of like a little delay. Yeah. Just calling would, a timeout. More like, more like an earthquake. More like, more like, <laughs> What's that? It was worse than the, it was worse than a rain delay. So, like a, so here you are. Here's your big moment. The situation um, I guess in a way tanks is not the word because we were sitting at home. It was, it was one of those moments when you're watching it, it's like a horror movie. You, yeah. You're watching it through your fingers of the hand that is now placed fully over your face. And it was that, it was that bad. You felt for him, even though many people were watching, hoping 
Yeah, they he would be that bad. To. I I thought like you remember the scene in Swingers? Oh yes, where Mike when, is calling when, the girl. The phone. Oh, yeah, it's like yes. that. You're watching me like, hey, please Nikki, hang up the phone, Nikki. Yeah. I watched that scene exactly, yeah. Anthony. I, I I watched that scene. It is like a horror movie yeah. where John Favreau keeps calling this girl and just. Yeah. Doing the wrong thing. Yeah, it's a horrible. It's hard to watch. Yes. You're just like, oh man. It was exactly yeah. that moment. Yeah, that was that was a tough one. And now here you one. come up on the stage. Yeah, walk out and and uh, so I the had, crowd could not have. Been, what was the crowd? Could the crowd was cooled completely? Right. They were cool. They were chilled out, and they're like, "Who the hell is this guy? Who is this guy? We've never heard of. We like they have no idea." And I did, I tell like one joke that was kind of like an okay, haha, and then it was just. Boom, boom! It was like Whitney's. Your mom, your mom got raped. Had, like when you were conceived, it was like all these, like just these, the most harsh things I could possibly come up Whitney with. Cummings, Whitney Cummings, you're referring to, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. who is just? Uh, I yeah. once saw her. She was hired to do a roast of Steve Tisch, the owner of the Giants, mm. for his birthday one year, and she destroyed the room. Oh yeah, yeah. She's yeah. very, very fun. Those things can be tough. Those private roasts. I've not, I'm not done one yet. Well, they were uh, brutal because it was also at the end of a charity event. So people, yes. Yeah. So they were raising money for charity, and then it went late, and oh. a lot of your colleagues were, you know, had had gigs to get to across town. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they thought they would do their 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 deal between eight and nine thirty, and then, yeah. you know, do their gig at the ten o'clock hour, yeah. eleven o'clock hour, somewhere in town. And they were just, they were itching. Oh. There were a lot of itchy yeah. trigger fingers. Yeah, those are tough. Plus, sometimes people don't get to what a roast is. You know, they understand, but then they get up there and they don't. it can be horrible. Like, people try to do amateur roasts and they'll try to get my advice and everything. And my, I say my advice is don't do it. Right. You're just going to hurt people's feelings and none of you are funny. Right. You're not good at this. Right. You know, it's, a, it's a tough line to walk. Now, because uh, I, Dan Patrick had a roast uh, oh, years, yeah. years and years ago, when he was on ESPN Radio, way the back then, in who Chicago. had the bottle of vodka with the? Uh, no, 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 no. That was that was the roast of. I think that was a roast of Shaq. Okay, I think that was a roast of. Yeah, there, there was that was an ESPN roast. Yes, years yeah, and years ago, yeah. with Charlie Weiss got it uh, left, right, up, and down, <laughs> and sideways, and yeah, there was that was bad news. But this was another one. It was an ESPN Radio roast in Chicago, and Dan asked me to be the roast master. Mm. So I called my buddy uh, Nick Bakai, who oh, I've yeah. known for years. And I'm like, dude, you got to help me write some stuff. He wrote some stuff. And my role as Roastmaster, I take very seriously. Of course. Because you, you have to come out swinging yeah. for the fences right away. Because you need to, A, set the tone, not only in the room, but for everybody following. Yeah. You got to clear some space. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And let everybody come in and... And do their thing. So if I'm bad and then you come and you're worse, people are already expecting. Yeah. It's not like something that coming out of the blue. Exactly. So, but a lot of people in the room were not ready for that. Yeah. They did not understand in many ways the concept of the roast, including some of the people on the dais. Because that's they're also the beauty of the roast, too, is nobody is safe. In a roast. Yeah. So you're not just the person who you're roasting, yeah. right? It's an insult not to get roasted. If you're on the dais yes. and they, they don't mention you... What the hell? What was that all about? Yeah, exactly. That's the insult. Yeah. That is the people ultimate insult. Yeah. But people don't understand that either. No. Including, no. including, and I, I once went over this with Nick Bakai on the podcast, and it was the only time in two years we were told by management, you can't air that. So I'm going to just use one of these jokes now, and we'll see if it makes it or not. Uh, one of the people on the dais was Mark Malone. The Mark wow. Malone to whom you referred earlier. Okay. <laughs> the line was... Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Malone looks just like Tom Selleck, only <laughs> <laughs> He was so 
pissed. Really? Yes. I had like two, three more to go. And he got up and physically removed me from the dais and podium. And I was like, as they're pulling me away from my mic, I'm like, wait, I got three. <laughs> I got was three he laughing while I did it? Was he? I don't. I mean, he was sort of, but he was done. He was done ha- hearing jokes about him because that's how I introduced him to call him up. <laughs> so he was going to take his his moment at the at the podium, but he kicked me out. Oh yeah. man, that yeah. Is, there were other people there: Grace, sport. Jack McDowell. Who else was part of that uh, roast? Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, oh, and to this day, Dan has the tape, and he won't. I don't think he's publicized it because there was a lot of there was a lot of lot of work in blue and i was proud of it though sure i was proud that's of what it. they should be people get people don't understand what they are people don't understand how comedy works a lot and i think and seth yeah. mcfarland has been great amazing amazing like yeah. he's built for that role yeah. and he's a lot so of people good. might not the tough thing is think. it's hard to make fun of seth you know so he and i think he like because he gets like everyone's like oh he's gay he likes to sing show tunes and he's he wears tanner or something and mm-hmm. that's he's gonna sit there and hear that three years in a row you right know, that's that's kind of what you have to deal with he's sort of teflon and huh yeah you yeah, think? he's just he's insanely successful, and you can't really. There's not much. He's not like an actor that you know weird right. things about him. You know, and he's like stuff. a big band singer. Yeah, like Which he's is a weird thing, but it's not. It seems it's not classy to make fun of somebody for liking to sing. Yeah, you know, it's a weird. It's a weird <laughs> and thing big to do. band too. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. yeah, he's yeah, he's good at pretty much everything. It's yeah. tough to touch him. Yeah, but Lampanelli, good. she's she's got a huge target. Huge target, but it makes it t- more difficult because people say the same thing about her, you know. And for like where I come, I come from a point where you want to say something different, you know. Like when I t- roasted Lampanelli on the Trump roast, mm-hmm. I didn't even make fun of her. I thought it would be really funny to skip her, so I like I crushed. Uh, who was the deaf actress? Uh, oh yeah, Marley Matlin. Matlin. Well, everybody crushed, crushed Marley Matlin. I even had a joke they cut out of the thing that was they said was the meanest joke in the whole roast. Uh, can you can I, you yes. can you tell it here? Is I it? I said uh, no, it's no, no swearing or anything. Okay, it's okay. just it's just a, not a nice thing to say. I said, uh, Marley Matlin, you've had an amazing career, uh, despite having one of the biggest handicaps an actress can possess. You're ugly, <laughs> and people were so upset. People <laughs> who were cheering on me was just like because she's a beautiful like yeah. woman, she's classy, and it's yeah. just like what, you're just sure. just blatantly like you're an ugly person. That no one was happy, and I tried to apologize to her afterwards, but if a deaf woman wants to ignore you. She can do it forever. There's no, <laughs> I kept trying to like put my wave from the side. It was just like, no, not, not having it. But after I really ripped her, I turned to Lisa Lampanelli. Mm-hmm. And I found out afterwards that Lisa was scared of me. She went into therapy before the roast because of me. What? She saw, went up and saw a clip. She's like, oh, he's going to be in the roast. Looked and was like, oh my God, he's going to be, he's, this guy's a jerk. He's going to kill me. And so she was really worried. Went to therapy being like, what am I going to do? How am I going to handle it? And then my joke about her, I just said, Lisa Lampanelli, you're cool. And just skipped her. Like, I thought it'd be funnier to, it makes it seem meaner. Like, I'm being, I'm personal with everybody. But well, as you cool. said, as yeah. you said, yeah. if you don't, if you're sitting on the dais and you're not roasted, that's the biggest insult. Yes. So you actually threw that one yeah. right she, at her. She was very happy. So she, she saw happy. you um, on YouTube tape or clip. something like that? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, I went on YouTube and saw something I had done. That, yeah, and then just, that's, so clearly she didn't go to Pittsburgh because there, there's no therapist <laughs> in, in <laughs> no. Pittsburgh. She's in New York. There's, there's, there's a lot of New York. There's a lot here in Los Angeles. Yeah. That is for sure. Yeah. And what was Trump like? What was Trump like? Trump seemed all right. You know, I heard he didn't shake hands. And I'm a big handshake guy. You know, if someone, if someone gives you the weak handshake, I'm like, I write you off. The dead fish. You know, can't the dead have fish it. right up. Or the thing with the fingers, you know what I mean, where they do this. Oh, that's horrible. That is oh like, my God. what are you? It's what? such disrespect that yes. I can't. And tr- in fact, Trump, I didn't even like doing that with you <laughs> exactly, right yeah. there. That was a problem. Trump, uh, right. Trump shook my hand. 
uh, on my way up and down, which I was like, oh, that's cool. And he looked at me. He was like, thank you. I think he was kind of relieved because the show wasn't going that great before I got up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like, the next day, I was like, oh, maybe this guy's cool. Maybe I had him wrong. And he's actually – and then the next day, he started attacking Obama over the birth certificate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. This is, he is who I thought I was. He is I, – I, I met him once. This is my favorite. This is – I met him once. Uh, my wife is uh, friends with some people from New York. We're friends with him. And she gets a call from her friend saying, hey, Trump is coming in. We've got an extra couple seats at the dinner table tonight. Do you want to come? She calls me up. I'm like, you know, I'm from, I'm from New York. You know, political stuff aside or whatever, I, I got to meet this guy. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I got to meet Donald Trump. So we talk. And he's a huge football fan as well. You know, remember he, he, he owned the New Jersey – generals from oh, the yeah. usfl years yeah. ago i yeah, mean I he was he was the main face of the usfl in terms of ownership it still is right <laughs> <laughs> that has lasted to this day right and he is he was completely as advertised yeah. now back when i was at espn i wanted to call baseball games in the worst worst way and i finally got to call one and I called up John Miller, the fame, the, the Hall of Fame baseball announcer uh, who did Sunday Night Baseball for years. Yeah. And I picked his brain like, hey, what about this? What about that? And I asked him what happens if because you know, there's so much storytelling and calling a baseball game. What happens if you're in the middle of a play uh, in the middle of a story and a huge play breaks out? He says, here's what happens. You treat that like the most beautiful woman in the world has walked in the room. And just start talking about that and everybody will completely understand. So I'm like, so the the ball bouncing off the bag and hit popping up in the air and a double play ensues in the middle of my story. I treat that like the most beautiful woman in the world. He goes, absolutely. Great. I Years later, I'm now at dinner with Donald Trump. He is telling a story to everybody at the table. And the most stunning, tall brunette walks in in the middle of a story and he goes, in the middle of a story, he stops. He goes, wow. She's gorgeous. <laughs> and then it continues with his story. <laughs> He's done. I said, to, I said, uh, Donald, I told him the John Miller story. I said, I've never seen that actually put into literal practice oh, that's anywhere awesome. on that's TV, awesome. during a sporting event, or at a dinner conversation. He yeah. did exactly that. Yeah. He he's stopped a himself guy. and just looked at her. And she heard him. Yeah. He looked right in her eyes. She saw him and he just went, wow. She's gorgeous. It <laughs> <laughs> just kept going on the story. That's oh, my God. That's I don't cool. remember if he shook my hand, though. So you yeah. might have gotten... I think, uh, I think he had to on TV. You know, it's hard, it's hard not to shake hands on TV. You know, even Howie oh, Mandel Oh, you mean during... Oh, oh, yeah, even, when you walk up to shake, you know, to come on before you... He doesn't do the off. fist pound? His famous Mandel fist pound? Uh, maybe he on does. TV? I never... I've never I think seen he does. Show. I've seen... <laughs> the deal or no... I think it's definitely a no deal if you extend your hand to shake it. Yeah. That's that's, that's, no that's a tough one too. When people, I met Stephen Wright, who I'm like is like my idol of comedy. Uh, is that is that your? That's yeah. who. When you have kid, a little yeah, bit of guy. you have a little bit in your delivery. A yeah. little. I mean, it's not sleepy like Stephen. Yeah. Wright, I've, I've kind of evolved have... from, but it's kind of started out more okay. like that. Uh, and I, I met him. He came out. He's, I saw me do stand up at the Comedy Cellar in New York, and said, "Hey, uh, great set." And I was like, "Oh my!" I went down to shake his hand, and he just put his hands in his pockets and turned to, turned around. I was like devastated. Your like, idol. I understand. Yeah, my idol. And I understand that he, I wish I just hadn't tried to shake his hand. But what, how do you, that's just like a reaction. Yeah, you know? I, he, I think I've, from what I've heard, Stephen Wright makes Howard Hughes like a mouth kisser. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, very true. You know, very that's what true. I've heard. So he's your. Yeah. Who else is your your comedy? Uh, Dangerfield was big for me. I oh, uh, loved loved the joke guys. Uh, Hedberg, I loved. Um, and then Dice, I kind of got into later on. Oh, you know, when I kind of yeah. realized what he was doing at the time, I was like, "What are these nursery rhymes? These are lame." Mm-hmm. But there's a comedy album called "The Day the Laughter Died." Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard it. It's uh, where he goes up to Dangerfield's comedy club on a Wednesday night. Sure. And just tanks. Has no material and just bombs for an hour and a half. On purpose? Yeah. Just just yells at the audience and it's it's amazing. Chris Rock called it the greatest comedy album ever. Really? Yeah. It's it's brilliant. So it's brilliant. he went up and purposely. He just goes up. No took material. A dive. He's like, he, it's not even a dive. He's just up there. I'm just gonna. It's just, he kept saying, this is about comedy, not about being funny. It's mm-hmm. not about laughing. It's about comedy, which are two kind of different things. And just went with it and just kind of talks for an hour. Mm-hmm. But it's you can't believe he's doing it. I saw him. I'm from I'm from Staten Island, New York. Okay. So I had a chance, We, me and all my buddies, we found out that Dice was going to Grandpa's Comedy Club on Staten Island. Grandpa's Comedy Club. I've never heard of that club. by Al Lewis. Yes, Al Lewis, the famed grandpa from the Munsters, opened a couple of comedy clubs in New York City, including one on Staten Island called wow. Grandpa's Comedy Club. I believe in the New Dorp section of Staten Island, which, by the way, is also where the Rodney Dangerfield character lived in Easy Money. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. Wow. This is, I'm just trying to bring it all full circle for you right <laughs> here. And so me and all my buddies, when we heard that the D-Man was coming to Ground Zero, Staten Island, New York, because that is – I mean, I went to high school with Dice Clays. I yeah. mean, they, they he yeah. nailed the character, okay? When I heard that, we had a we – we went – me and all my buddies went, and the place was packed. And he comes out, you know, to uh, Allman Brothers, Whipping Post. That's the, the music – the song that we always come out to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Killed it. Came out, everybody's screaming, dice, 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 dice. Dead quiet. Lights the cigarette. Takes a, takes a puff. Takes another puff. Dead quiet. And he goes, you want crushed pepper with that? We're looking at each other like, what was that? And he goes, you want crushed pepper with that? Repeated it a third time. And he goes, you know, you're at a dinner with your chick. She's hot. You got a whole conversation going. And a waiter comes up with a tube and goes, hey. You want crushed pepper with that? And you just want to say, get the F out of here. He goes, just screaming and pumping fists. It was like a rock concert. Oh, that's great. In this small little place. And he used to sell out Madison Square Garden. Yeah. yeah. Back in the, the day. Biggest, as big as you could possibly get. I, I was at a comedy club in uh, Governors in, uh, in uh, Long Island. Not Long Island. Uh, yeah, I think Long Island. Uh-huh. And uh, they had just had dice there. And he had left one of his gloves. A leather glove with like the fingers cut out. And yeah, I, was, like, sure. I, I was like, whatever I have to pay, give me that. I have to have this glove. You I still, still have it. You still have this. I have, sometimes I, I thought maybe I'll like wear it when I write, mm-hmm. which I can't do. I feel like I've got tarp, <laughs> carpal tunnel or something. But I will wear, I will put it on and walk around my apartment mm-hmm. pretending like I'm dice. Like it's really fun. It's and I really appreciate fun. you sharing that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's very therapeutic in a way as well. You know, I, uh, I think uh, Jeff Ross once told me he, he, uh, when he roasts, he wears Buddy Hackett's cufflinks. I believe that, yeah. Yeah, that Buddy Hackett, you know, one of the many things that he had yeah. from his long relationship with yeah. him. Uh, yeah. he, he, you know, he, yeah. he does that. You know, Ross was a guy I idolized, too, when I was coming up, right up until uh, I met him. You know, he was a great, he mm-hmm. was a big influence on me. I loved, uh, I loved his stuff. So you were a writer for these roasts. For I wrote years, for right? the, I wrote for Hasselhoff. Uh, I had wanted to, I'd wanted to do them forever or write for them. And writing is almost more fun than being on them mm-hmm. because when you're writing for them, it's you and like 12 people who are just as mean and funny as you are saying the meanest, funniest things you can mm-hmm. until like, you know, for six hours a day and you laugh your face off. Whereas doing the actual roast, it's all this pressure and you need to tell 20 jokes and get the hell out of there. So you but, enjoy, uh, you enjoy the writing 
As yeah, an I love I love the writing. I love writing jokes. I love coming out with them. The, the creating the creative process is is more fun for me than even performing. Them, How long does it know? take you to do this sort of stuff? Oh, I mean, I'm it's a, always going on. You know, it's just kind of you just hope for lightning to strike. You know, I write I'll write a hundred jokes mm-hmm. to to get ten that I'll use. You know. Uh, maybe, I think I have a better average than that, but I will, you know, I write, yeah, that, I overwrite everything. Yeah. Do you test them out on Twitter? Do you use Twitter? No, as I don't. A I, I use, tw- I only tweet when someone dies. I only tweet <laughs> when a celebrity dies. Uh, yeah. I mean, Ross does the same thing too. I mean, Jeff, bit, yeah. he, well, he, I think he uses the, the, uh, the hashtag roast in peace. Roast in peace. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I'm, I'm much meaner than Ross's. I'll tell you. you right are, oh yeah. You, Brutal. I mean, just, you want to bring him in. You want to roast this guy? Come on. Step in here. Step in here. Hold on a minute. Wait a minute. Would you roast this guy if you ever, if you ever dared to? I would, I would not dare. You, you, we could try to get you on a roast, man. No yeah. way. Yeah. And we tried to cable guys roast. Oh, you did. I think yeah. we tried to get you back for uh, for Sheen last year. Well, I'm too easily yeah. found. Y'all did Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Warren, yeah. Warren, would you, would you want to be roasted? Would you? Yeah, be... I would definitely let you and the whole crew. Yeah, but no, yeah. but I have to make sure it's the right people to roast you, oh, correct? I don't care. You, you don't accept care? jokes? Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. You it's can take it. Built, yeah, you know what's it's supposed up. to be getting lit up. But a lot of people, I think, Listen, would I think. I was called Shrek of the Ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, big boy. But you love Lisa that. Lampanelli, though. I love all of them that tell good jokes, man. It's the best, baby. Yeah, I'll see you later. Warren Seff, everybody. <laughs> great. Make it a cameo. Oh, See, but I would think people would you pull your punch with Warren? I mean, because oh, no. I think people would think he would not find that. No, stuff well, because uh, the the people you don't pull the people you would think would be scarier are the ones you can't pull the punch with because then you look weak. You mm-hmm. know, for Tyson, I was loaded on Tyson, and they made me take out all the rape jokes. They said that Tyson, because uh, Tyson was convicted, spent time in jail right. for rape. So I was like, oh, this has got to be something we can make fun of. Mm-hmm. And I had a great one, and they were just like, you can't. It's in his contract. You can't say it. Uh, but I said, uh, I can tell you, I said, uh, mm-hmm. I said, Mike Tyson had a tough, you know, upbringing. Uh, I think one of his biggest problems, he never had a strong male role model in his life. You know, Mike's dad walked out on the family very early on mm-hmm. after Mike raped him. <laughs> so the image of a, the image of a baby it. Mike Tyson. You are worse than Ross. Yeah. Oh, by far, by far. Yeah. Ross is a little nicer. Is the, is nicer. Ro- yeah. yeah. I yeah. kind of, I feel like I had to go. He's like a kind a step. of. Past Ross, you know what I mean. You kind of, I couldn't just be the next Jeff Ross. I had to go. Is there a line that you won't cross? No, I mean I don't. Parkinson's, you been with the with the with the yeah, with absolutely. The Michael I, J. Would, I I look to try to get everything. You know, it's tough. It's a hard to make people laugh at cancer. So I try to make people laugh at cancer just because it's like it's a tough. <laughs> Why am I laughing at do. that? This is terrible. I mean, if it's all you do, you can get away with it. Right. I couldn't be like relationships are tough. Oh, by the way, breast cancer. You know, you can't do that. But no, if I'm just if everything that's a tough is leap. yeah, if everything is just in that vein, then you can pull off. Do you do relationship whatever. humor in your stand? In your I talk about stand-up? you know girlfriends, but it's more it's more I'm doing something mean to the person I should be nicest to right. kind of thing. You know, like I do mean things to my mom or my girlfriend or sisters and stuff like that. But it's all made up. None of my jokes are true. None of your jokes are true. No. Not based on absolutely anything. Nothing. Are you saying that Nothing to protect the innocent? Or... No, it's 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 true. I've I've had I've had girlfriends get really mad at me before mm-hmm. about about things. I remember, God, I, I wrote a joke that was, uh, my girlfriend makes me want to be a better person mm-hmm. so I can get a better girlfriend. And my girlfriend at the time, I could not convince her that it had nothing to do with her. It was like, it was the end of our relationship because it was she couldn't get over it. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one to to yeah. to come back from i mean that's a but you clearly and have demonstrated not only on on uh, the air but here as well that the joke is the most paramount thing to you it does not there's 
feelings or conceptual feelings or people the get possibility of feelings, the yeah. realm of feelings, all of that to feelings. you is, is subjugated to the actual construction and execution of the joke. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because people know, get, over, people yeah, get do, over things. Do you have a soul, Anthony? I do, but I just, I'm very, I'm obsessed with comedy. And I, and I think that this is, uh, this is something, you, and with comedy, you should be able to say anything mm-hmm. you want. You should be able to make fun of cancer or child molestation. And it's hard to do, but if you can take the bullet and you can kind of take the hit you take from talking like that. Right. And, you know, all the money I've given up by not ever being able to do a commercial ever or things like that, you know, <laughs> it's fine. I've, I, uh, yeah. I, uh, I take that trade. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. what's your, what's your next gig here? Oh, I got a bunch of stuff coming up. I I, my, I have a television show on Comedy Central that just got picked up. Uh, we're gonna go uh, start filming. I assume early next year, maybe January, What's, and get what it on is the that, What's that about? It'll be. Uh, we're still trying to kind of figure it out a little bit. Uh, it's almost like my version of a talk show. Think about think oh. like Tosh Point if I didn't care about the internet at all, okay. kind of thing. You know, so I'll talk about. Who died that week? You know, like the, you know, the, the kind of the stuff of the day, the darker things that nobody else would talk about. The darker into th- it. So yeah. the dark. So the darker side of of everything. Yeah, the darker side of the news, pretty much. You know, instead of going pop culture for everything, you know, you know, there's an earthquake in Haiti. So when you wrote for that. Fallon, I mean, yeah. how much of your stuff was rejected? All of I mean, none of this stuff is is yeah. you know late. Even yeah. with late night, even twelve thirty in the morning, none of this stuff would. No, and plus on Fallon, it was like a it was a twenty four hour show now because it's online. So everything's got to be. Oh, kids are going to watch this during the day now. It's right. not just like a twelve thirty. And I didn't get very much on. I kept saying like, Why am I here? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would. This is a great joke. And they'd be like, yeah, it is. But people will hate Jimmy if he says this. Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, you're right. I should go do my own thing. Let me, let me leave. <laughs> so they, yeah. they let you leave. And now yeah. you are doing your own yeah. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Congrats. I, I, I pulled it off. And yeah. now Roseanne Barr is next up. Roseanne in the Barr. for Comedy Central. Yeah. August 4th. That'll be a tricky one. That'll be, that'll be, a, uh, that'll be interesting. I mean, because I don't know if she's – I mean, I know she's got a – She's got a big target. There's lots to hit. She's nuts. She's absolutely nuts. But again, it's like you can't – I'm not going to go up there and make fat jokes about her because that's what people expect. So you've got to kind of find the ways to to really make it – you know. Really, some messed up. Yeah, you can go national anthem on her. Absolutely, I've already got a national anthem joke. You know, you do. Uh, Yeah. Can you? You can't. I can't. You can't. Then you'd have to kill me, which we can't. Can't have that. Yeah. Who do you think would be roastable in the National Football League? Who's the most who? Who who do you think's big targets? God, I would I would give anything for Tebow. Tebow. I would love to a roast Tebow, Tebow roast. Tebow roast would be amazing. Oh, who else? Uh, Ocho Cinco, of course, would be a good one. Favre he, roast. He would be. I don't Favre, know. What, what about oh, a Favre roast? Favre would be. Favre would be especially now. Favre roast four years ago, not so much fun. Favre roast now, where people kind of realize what a jerk he is. I think. Oh, I you think, think he's would, a jerk? I, I think Favre's seems, a jerk. Is that a Steeler thing in you? No. Or what? I just think I don't know. He, he I don't know. I about that. I'm I disagreeing think, with you there. I think I, I, you have to, but I but no, I think that I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I, don't, I mean, but um, really, you think? So what? Yeah, obviously the all the stuff with the Jets, you know, kind of yeah. those those little scandals and things. And he just seemed. I don't know. I would hear stories. How about a Terrell Owens roast? To would be great, but to, but sometimes they roast people who you need to roast someone who has friends. And Theo, <laughs> and Theo does not have that's, any friends. You know? See, that's a good one right yeah. there. <laughs> there gonna... would be just T.O. and his publicist on the dais, maybe yeah. Drew Rose on the dais. would do like Rose a film and... thing, maybe yeah. a show, but he wouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your yeah. guy. Um, so who else would be good? You know who would be good? Um, T-Sizzle. Uh, Terrell Suggs. Oh, yeah. Suggs would be a good one. Suggs would be a good one. Anyone on that team would be, would be good. Ray Lewis would be a good one. Roethlisberger 
would be right up my alley. I yeah, it would like. be. Yeah, he'd yeah. be directly up your alley. Yeah, <laughs> Flacco. Flacco would be. Flacco. I would love. I. I would just like to hit Flacco with a board or something. I do not <laughs> like. I wanted... do not like that guy. Hey, he swept you last I year. I know. I know it. Where did he, do, a lot of people are wondering where that pass came from in Pittsburgh on that Sunday night. I mean, he I was, was awesome. He was awesome. That, yeah, in it that was final drive. Devastating. And we never give up that touchdown on that final drive. You know, it was. Uh, oh. Yeah, that was that was a tough loss. Usually, we split that series with Baltimore. We always lose one and win one. Uh, and I, I respect Baltimore, but I hate them. I really, I really do. I can't. I won't perform in Baltimore. You really won't? Yeah, I did. I went once, and I was. I went once, and I was like, I do not like this place. I don't like these people. I don't like their Baltimore Ravens stuff. And I just, I, I do you not even it. want to watch the Wire? I mean, you just. It, I'm, it's a, I'm a huge Wire guy, and crabs are like my favorite food. So I give up. I give it up to parts of Baltimore. Okay. But just perform. Like if you perform in Cincinnati, they yell out "Who Day" like during the the show. You're getting heckled with who days that I can't I can't handle. That. You can't handle. Well, I I mean, you it. can handle hecklers though. Oh, I, I can mean, handle hecklers. How would you I'll, if somebody's screaming who day at you? I mean, how do you handle that? What what's your what's I would your, say, what your response? I mean, uh, you might have to believe this. I would say sure. I day motherfucker. You paid to see me. Shut up. <laughs> that would probably be my reaction. To I day. Yeah, I day. Oh. Would be, would be it. Uh, and then you have to drop the 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 mf bomb on them. Yeah, yeah, always. Because that because. That's sort of that's, like that's sort of like uh, there's only certain words that that objects here. I mean, I'm talking about golf balls. You know yes. what I mean? Like it, there's yeah. there's only certain words that that people and objects will listen to. Yeah. That's one of them. Plus hecklings, uh, when you yell at a heckler, if you call him, a, if you drop the mf bomb on him, it's like it's you're serious, but you're not really insulting. No one ever gets insulted if you yell mother. Them, right, know, but mm-hmm. but so that's that's pretty that's pretty easy when it comes to heckling. But I don't like like I love to tell people I'm from Pittsburgh at some point in my set because they will boo me, and then I'll usually get into a fight about Roethlisberger with someone in the crowd. But mm-hmm. I like that because I like defending my city and my team. You do. You know? What oh, yeah, do you think it. about your team this year, Anthony? I'm I'm excited. You know, I'm excited for the uh, for the new season. I'm I'm excited about getting an offensive line finally. I hope they can stay healthy and the the new guys uh, the new guys step up. Mm-hmm. The new offense. I'm not. Uh, I'm a little skeptical about. You know who is too. Ben Roethlisberger. Everyone, yeah, yeah, Roethlisberger can't believe it. But I think it's for his own good. This is another movie reference. I think of the, the scene in Days of Thunder where Tom Cruise and uh, who's the guy? Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. And Duvall's mm-hmm. got to convince him to, uh, to drive slower because it, it saves the tires kind yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? The He's counterintuitive like, concept. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that. Go against what your normal instinct is and you're better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know about that, yeah. no. though, with Ben. Ben needs to just – Ben needs to – Extend the play, of course. But that's his best. That's his best attribute. Just let him go do that because there are so many quarterbacks who try to do it and they're not better. He no. is a better quarterback. You saw it last year when he hurt his ankle, which, ironically enough, I guess or coincidentally, uh, he hurt extending the play yeah. on Thursday night football in Cleveland. We were there, and um, he was just a different guy. I mean, he oh. when he couldn't scramble, when he couldn't run. When he couldn't just extend the play and then find somebody 15 seconds after the snap, well, he's, he was a different guy. He's got to be able to scramble. I, I agree with you 100%, but he also can't take that many hits. I mean, by the end, we lost that game to Denver because he could barely he could barely walk down the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to keep him you got to keep him healthy for the end of the season. It's I think he lost that game to Denver too because you know, Tim Tebow. It was divine was on intervention. Point. Was he was divine on, intervention. He was on point. Was, I couldn't. I, every time he, he hit that back out, step like, in the overtime, and boom, found Thomas. <sighs> St- anytime the Steelers are in overtime, I am terrified. I'm terrified of losing in overtime. We always do. It's terrible, and especially in the, an overtime where you're that's been designed for you to get the ball back, even when you don't get it first. It was the first ever overtime played under those rules in the yeah. history of the NFL. And it was still one and done. Now it seems like you're just kind of rubbing it in. No, it seems like no, no, no don't shoot the of... messenger. Don't shoot the messenger here. 
it is what it, it is, as they say yeah. in the NFL, what it is. You yeah, know? true. I mean, you know, I, I'm upset we lost that game. I'm upset we lost it to like another Tebow miracle. That was that was a hard one. At Steelers D, or it's, or it's the hard work. It's the hard work, and the and that three and the three sixteen connections too, like three hundred and sixteen yards. Yeah, you know yeah. all of that stuff. I people, think people love it. People, I think it was it was all there. Really love it. Now he's the Jets' problem. I, that, Do you think he, it's a problem? I think so. Oh yeah, I think you can't have the guy's a, the guy's a major major star, and you can't have a major major star as your backup quarterback. I think it's going to be a problem. Here's the problem. You want to know what the problem is? This is my and you as a Steeler fan will understand this. Sanchez Tebow. We all know that that this stuff on its face seems unworkable. Right, certainly in a town like New York, Sanchez. Do you script Tebow in the first fifteen? Come heck or high water with him, and um, and if not, when do you put him in? Do you put him in after Sanchez has struggled for a little bit, or do you put him in after Sanchez has done well? Because you don't want it to be seen as an indication on Sanchez's play. I mean, there's a lot of issues going yeah. on. That's going to be on Rex Ryan at some point. During the season, and I'm pegging week six as the over-under on this thing. The one who's going to stir this thing up is Santonio Holmes, where he's going to be, all right, pick a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. One guy throws one way, one guy throws another way. One guy has this style, one guy has that style. We don't even know when they're coming in. We have no idea, and we've got to adjust because he's got maybe, let's say he gets three balls week one, one ball week two. Yeah. Is when this thing is going to blow like a volcano. I can see that if they're three and three or worse. If they're four and two, I think they kind of at six. six Winning does cure all. Yes, sir. I agree with you totally. But Holmes is Holmes is nuts anyway. But week one is home for Buffalo, which I think is a very difficult week one game for the Jets. Buffalo kills it week one. They always Buffalo is a great week one team. If you remember back in with the when they beat the Patriots (laughs) thirty-one nothing back in the uh, the early two thousands. Yeah, well, they're a great week one team. And plus, everybody's a great week one team. Everybody's got the confidence in the NFL. Truly, every team can win it every year. It doesn't matter what you did last year. You can never say never in the NFL. That's true. Week two at Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. Week two's at Pittsburgh. Week three is at Miami, which is where the Tebow time mania began last year Mm -hmm. because he's from that state, as we all know. So there's a lot of working in the first month of that Jets be, season. Here. There's a lot of great storylines next year. I'm excited for the Manning storyline. I'm excited for uh, I'm excited for this Tebow thing. Which Manning storyline? How about that one? Peyton, Peyton, all the way. I feel like I feel like Eli. I feel like that story's over. I feel like he's Eli now. You know, he's he's won two Super Bowls, man. Mm-hmm. He's cool. Did you see his Saturday Night Live performances? Did you see him? I saw on, the on commercial. SNL? I saw the uh, I saw the commercial he did, which I thought was funny. That was very he's, funny about his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that funny, but every time I'm watching him, I'm just like. Peyton would be killing this right now. Peyton would be so well, much Peyton better. Is, Peyton is, he is, he he is, I, I mean, Seth Myers, I think, said this, that that Peyton Manning, you could make the case that he's one of the best hosts, period, Yeah. of SNL. Not just athlete hosts, that yeah. he was one of the best hosts, period. He really is. He's great when he Although hosts. I'd peg Alec Baldwin or, or Christopher Walken. Oh, amazing. Yeah, Tom Hanks, Steve Martin, those guys, yeah. maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure, above above him, but it's just it's too sheer numbers and, and what they've done. Right. But but Peyton's a great. Yeah, the Peyton story is huge because if he doesn't take the Broncos to the divisional round, that means Tebow will have taken the Broncos further into the playoffs than than Manning in more recent days. Yeah, there's that along with the neck and all of that business. Oh, the Denver will riot if they if they're bad this year. If they going on the there, yeah. yeah, I know. There's that storyline. There's the Packers. What happens with them this year? The Saints. 
obviously. Yeah. What's the scoop with the Saints? Be interesting. I like what the Bears, the Bears would have Brandon Marshall with Cutler. Yeah. There's all of that going on. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be great. Yeah. Very excited. Do yeah. you think so? Give me um, a ballpark it for me. What do you What do you think the Steelers? Do they win the division? Do they have how many? Uh, give it to me. I'm going like to say the honest. The I'm honest guess, to God opinion here. I'm going to guess they win the division at 12 and four this year. That's, you really that, think so? Yeah, I mean, I think so. What, are they, what were they? I don't know what they were last year, but no, I mean, they didn't win on. the division, as you know. So that means yeah, you split with Baltimore. Do you? Do you? Do you sweep them? I think or? I think we sweep Baltimore this year. Normally, I'd say we always split, but we lost last year. I said we sweep Baltimore, Man, okay. split Cincy, maybe beat Cleveland, and uh, but I think we we got to take two from Baltimore. We hate Baltimore so much, and they embarrassed us. What do you make year. of the? Uh, I imagine you hate the Patriots almost as much. Correct? Is yeah. that a true story? Oh yeah, yeah, really. They, I mean, they hurt me back in the. They hurt me way back in the day. That that two thousand one. Uh, AFC Championship game with mm-hmm. Cord- Cordell Stewart's last hurrah was uh, was one of the worst moments of my life. Interestingly enough, one of our new colleagues here at NFL Media, Greg Rosenthal, yes, from yes. Uh, ProFootballTalk.com yes. before he joined us here, uh, you know him for a very long time, correct? Yeah, he's my best friend. I, I assume he's my best friend. I think he's probably got better friends than me, but he's my best friend. Uh, and we lived together for like years. We've met in college and we're roommates forever. What school? Uh, Tulane. Okay. In New Orleans. Tulane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you got and, a little bio in you there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I drank as much from, as I could. How does someone go from Western Pennsylvania to Tulane? How did that happen? Uh, I heard uh, going to college in New Orleans was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, and I, was, I was dead on right. Yeah. You were dead on right. Oh, it was the greatest time of my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, we, we uh, lived together for years. I was always diehard Steelers. He was always diehard Pats. And for that game, that AFC Championship game, the Steelers were so favored, so heavily favored. I was, couldn't have been more confident. Got up, I start drinking at 8 a.m., watch all the pregame, and we have friends over, but all the friends are Pats fans with Greg, and I am just obliterated, and I lose my mind. Like, literally humiliate myself in front of all my friends, screaming. I was, I was this close to, I kept telling Greg I was going to go urinate on his bed. I was going to walk in this room, stand on his bed, and, and I, I think the only reason I didn't do it is that I just passed out. In my own bed. Maybe you still did so. Maybe, maybe you maybe, did. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I got revenge on myself. <laughs> right. And then I don't think we talked for like a couple of days, at least four or five days. And I realized then that I needed to curb my Steelers fandom, that I needed to like do something. Because when you live in Pittsburgh and they lose, everyone's upset. Right. When I'm in LA and they lose, it's just me at a bar at 11:30 in the morning upset. You know, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. but, so, that's the that's the scene. Yeah, so I, get, so I get so I get I take it a little harder. But now that we've right. won a couple of Super Bowls, now I'm I'm very I'm, I can enjoy them. So now. you and Greg have gotten past the bodily function threat. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. You got past it. We got past it. Yeah, that was. So uh, is that why Greg didn't talk to you for a few days? Or was I didn't it, was talk to football? him? He was like uncomfortable. He was like, "Why? Why did my you know one of my best friends just completely lose his mind? Like it wasn't. I wasn't a cool person. I wasn't. Uh, there wasn't. You took it, it that rational. hard. It was. It wow. really. I thought for sure we were going. I thought it was a done deal, and I wanted them in the Super Bowl so badly, especially when when it. when Brady couldn't go. You got Bledsoe at that whole process too, yeah, right? You thought you had him. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Bledsoe threw a couple touchdowns in that game. It was, it was rough. If not for the tuck rule, you might have gone, right? Think about it. Tuck rule. I'll never. Anytime they bring that up, still, I can't believe it. I talked about this with Corolla last week. I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it done. But Corolla has made me um, subjugate that for his rule change, which is the Adam Pole, which is the third upright in the middle of the two uprights that kickers if they aim for it choose to aim for it and hit it get five points what they have to choose to aim for it like you have to call it like a swish you have to sort of hit it accidentally well i mean we've gone back and forth about this that there has to be some penalty right 
there has to be some risk to the reward of, for the five points. Just can't just be there. And if you hit it, you get it. But it seems like it'd be so hard to hit. Well, a lot of guys maybe with, from 25 yards out, oh, they can hit that, right? Sure. sure. Maybe they can do that. That'd we need to hone that a little bit more with Corolla. We got to think that about yeah. that. But he wants the Adam pole. To me, that's, that's a little bit, that's, that's sort of like uh, circus, right? Yeah. The NFL doesn't go circus. Don't need it. But what yeah. we need to do is get the tuck rule out of the game. Because because when somebody's bringing again, I'll bring it again, bring it up again. When somebody's bringing the ball down, there's no more clear of an indication that he has no more intention of passing. Yeah, that means you're, I'm yeah. becoming a runner. So if I'm hit in the process of bringing the ball down, that's a fumble. If your arm is doing anything except coming forward to throw a pass and you lose the ball, it is a fumble. I don't understand True. that. You need a non-football move. What does that even mean? Nah, like it it's makes just, no sense. It's oh, it's, it drives me crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But hey, I mean. The, Patriots did a lot more than just uh, you you know get get the break with the rule book. It wasn't even a break. It is the rule. It's the no, rule. It's still today. You we can't still take see anything it. away from them. You can't take anything away from you that try, team though. Or I'm sure you try. I would love to. I would love to. <laughs> I, I wish I wish Brady wasn't married to Giselle. You know, I wish I you would take that away from it. I mean, you oh give, uh, give that to I, him. I would give him Moynihan, but I can't I can't handle can't. I can't handle Giselle. <laughs> you can have Moynihan. Have all the kids you want. Anthony, this was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. Um, you please, uh, you follow you on Twitter, Anthony Jeselnik at uh, J E S E L N I K. Yes. Uh, also, the same website uh, by that name, www.anthonyjeselnik.com. Good luck on your show. Thanks, man. On your talk show, I would say that I'd love to be a guest on it, but I'm afraid I don't want to go into therapy before going to show you know- up on a show. Um, you know, if Lampanelli, if you send her yeah. to to some th- sort of couch, yeah. I mean, that's... You know, we're you actually know. not going to do guests because it's ridiculous for me to be like you are. You know, and to be like nice and cordial and be like, oh, I'm interested in you. Like, I just don't, I don't care you about don't people. You don't care about people. Yeah. Yeah, so so how is it a talk show? You talk it's, it's, it's and, like and a, we show? Is that what it is? Imagine is that... like, if you like Conan, like the first, you know, 20 minutes of that show is all bits and stuff. Yeah, it would just be like pieces. that for, yeah, it's set, it's set pieces like that. Set pieces and jokes. I'll do a monologue, you know, but maybe I'll live talk audience, to somebody. Live audience, yeah. obviously, right? Live audience and uh and maybe i'll interview a comic or something somewhere we can just mess around with but i don't want to be nice to someone you don't want to be nice wanna, what do you like, got coming up i don't care like there's no and it's for my persona like i as a person i i'm interested in people and i want to know but as a person as a comedy persona i can't be like uh-huh yeah, yeah oh great well you can't you okay. can't be you know uh a cancer wise cracking misanthrope every single moment of the day <laughs> I want to put that in my bio. Can I quote you on that? Yeah, that's for for Twitter. <laughs> Cancer wisecracking misanthrope. That's great. Thank you. You know, please Thank use that. Don't even. I don't even need the credit. <laughs> I don't even need the need the credit. Uh, you're you're um, you're funny man, and good luck to you, Steelers. Good luck to you as well. Thank you, and man. I mean yeah. it. I appreciate that. I, I, mean, I believe you. Okay, I believe good. You. Good to see you, Thanks Anthony Jeselnik on the Rich Eisen podcast. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. This Jeselnik conversation. Is it the first edited conversation we've had? Normally, we just put everything up, Chris Law, right? It seems like when we get around roast material, the only other time I remember we (laughs) we had to pull some stuff out, and you you talked about it with him. Talk about it there, yeah, the the Uh, Dan Patrick roast. Because we had Nick Bakai in studio, and he printed out the jokes. No, I printed them out. You printed out the jokes that he helped write for you, and somebody else was in with him at the time. I can't remember. And we, uh, the and worm, the, the worm. worm, yeah. And worm. we we went through them all. We were rolling, laughing, telling the things. We're like, I oh, will just bleep out the curse yeah, words. Management there. wasn't too pleased. And then we were like, <laughs> 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 like not. That's no. I think the only other thing we've ever really edited. So we did have to take out a few. Um, there was a well, he I mean, he had a Sandusky joke. There was a Sandusky well, joke. Well, it was that, the things that he had tweeted out. 
yeah, yeah, he's really doing yeah, yeah, I mean, it's what we what we what we deleted right. is on. Uh, I, guess just, I, I guess we could use the this this mention that we have edited it to promote his Twitter, his page, Twitter page, right? Yeah. Where he tweets out, you know, whenever there's always something awful going on in the news that he then makes, makes a joke hey, about it, makes a joke about it. Yeah, and so there's hilarious. a Sandusky tweet. And then, uh, right. which I had nothing to do with of pulling out. I'm, you know, I, no, you know, I, I, I said we can't do that. You right. can't, yeah, it's, it's and then the uh, Nora, Ephron. Nora Ephron, who, by the way, I mean, my wife has been incredibly affected by her passing. I mean, she's downloading articles and should videos. Get, should we get Susie Nora on Ephron. the phone to ask her why? Why? What do you mean why? Why, dude? She's I mean, affected. She's Nora Ephron speaks did, for many. Did, did she know Nora women. Ephron? No, no. She's, she wishes she had, and she's a smart woman. And was it behind the I, scenes? She you not act very like nice? this sounds odd. Well, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, like it's not anyone that you're personally connected with. You just, well, enjoy, this is what, you just don't enjoy, you know when some, but some famous enjoy, people pass away, you, you feel a connection, films, right? You, you know know feel I mean? a connection. You feel a connection. Absolutely. Right. All right. Well, we can get Susie on this podcast at some point. I mean, I know she would. I think she would. Oh, we will get Susie on this I podcast. I think she would like. I think there's, but it needs to be as you know organic. Right, 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 right. I was just. Wondering. If she's listening, she'd be like, "What do you mean organic? I'll call in." No, but you want you really okay? We'll get my wife on the show at one point, but she's got to be in studio at some point. Oh yeah, definitely in now, studio. You, you said uh, on this week's podcast that that Katie Brown knows where the bodies are buried. Susie knows where the oh, bodies are buried. We're, we're getting her on. Whenever like your you're wife, out of town your wife, week. your wife probably yeah. does too. Yeah, she's not allowed on the podcast. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Okay, fun show, everybody. Fun show. Uh, Law's got a. Uh, uh, we're taping this on a Tuesday. Uh, no, today's Monday. Monday. On a Monday. 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 Oh, that's right. On a Monday. I'm going to actually throw this up here in the next hour, so this will be oh, up today. We'll today. Be up early. Oh, yeah. great. We're going to be up, up early. Yep. And um, so here we are in the mid-afternoon on the Monday. How many meetings have you had today? I did not have a meeting today. Uh, did you one, think about having a meeting? One did come up on my calendar, but it's an optional one. It's uh, it's like optional. A, it's like an OTA. Wait, what, what does that mean? It's like it's, a long-term. It's an organized meeting activity. <laughs> yeah, it's an OTA. It's an OMA. Yeah. It's an OMA. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a long term. What's brainstorming? Like what, what's in the? Didn't pipe? somebody tweet us that there is an option to counter? Yeah, he, he, I, I, he, I, he tweeted it at me, and then I said, "Attention, Topher Law. It's a, there's a decline and counter." Sort of like what you do uh, on a um, fantasy football, fantasy, yeah, yeah right. fantasy trade, right? Look, how do you think all these great breakthrough things are happening for NFL.com <laughs> meetings? But it's an OMA. He he. So you did not. Yeah, you declined to attend the OMA. I did. I declined to. I, I missed it because we were taping actually the podcast. It's oh, not, it wasn't wow! This podcast oh, took wow. priority it's over something. Okay, team wow. first. Wow. Whoa, whoa. I don't know how many times that happens. Team player. You know how many times I'm calling? I'm like, hey, we're got to get this. We got to get that. He's like, I'm in a meeting. I can't answer. I text. I text you back. And you know who answers in a, in his phone? Meeting. You know who answers his phone every time? Brockman. Chris Brockman. Well, that's because Brockman is always By the way, reachable. This morning, 9.15, Rich calls me. I'm in bed scrolling Twitter, and I answer the phone. Dude, so he called don't me, put that image in my head. He called me, and where was I? I went to the local TJ Maxx trying to find an awesome American flag shirt to wear for our podcast clothes. Would you have, would you have expensed that if you had found no, it? I, would have <laughs> I mean, I would have returned it. I would have kept the tag on and then returned oh, it. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. What's more American than that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Law. Brockman, thanks so much. All That's right, it Rich. for this edition of the uh, Rich Eisen Podcast. I want to thank Anthony Jeselnik for coming on. Uh, please stay tuned for later on this week, Rob Riggle. 
and uh, that'll be fun. So um, Rob Riggle, I don't know if you know, is hosting the ESPYs this year. So we get the ESPYs host uh, a week before he appears on the ESPYs. Great. That's what we're doing on the Rich Eisen Podcast. That's how we roll. Peace out. Stay listening.